Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Jane. Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, What a Girl Wants. But first, Jane, there was an announcement you wanted me to make at the top of the show. Yeah, it's about your <laughs> your medical health history. Uh, I have the novel coronavirus. Um, I'm telling everyone I know, and the reason I'm excited to talk, not excited, but the reason it's been... <laughs> A little more interesting for me to talk about it is that I lost my taste last night and I'm told that um, with Omicron, only like 10% of people get the like taste thing. Which means you're not like other girls. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Jane, can you can you guess what items I may have tried to determine whether <laughs> I still had taste? Number one, Skittles. Number uh, two... Um, Starburst, but not like normal Starburst, like some weird ver. You know how there's like you you get like weird Starburst. You don't just get like the cute the normal. The hell like, are you talking log. about? You get like a bag of weird Starbursts. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> what you're referencing is that sometimes the movie theater will sell you mini Starbursts. That's like already that's what unwrapped. I'm thinking of. <laughs> However, it's really funny you said that because we were recently in Mexico and they had like a Starburst analog called. Frutella that I had grown up eating as a child mm. um, and so I was eating that and so what was interesting was that you know I was perfectly capable of tasting these things and then suddenly I couldn't and then I went like and like ransacked my fridge I like like a psycho put like a spoonful of honey a spoonful of sugar in my mouth and it was just Ugh. like no taste just texture and then mm. we tried various liquors and you can still taste bitterness so it just tasted awful because it was like taking away all the like nice subtlety of like if you like liquor and then just giving you the bad parts um and like hot sauce that was like still fine so i can basically taste everything bad still Mm. did you get drunk was that part of this yeah you were just okay (laughs) (laughs) and how are you feeling just let's let the people know that you're doing okay oh i'm feeling fine i thought it was like a cold um i may actually have gotten it from my husband or i'm about to give it to him and my cat um but you know hopefully won't give it to any teens i will hopefully be working from home and not interacting with the high schoolers at my job uh this week but we'll see um you know or maybe a teen gave it to me you never know i was traveling in the past week so um i really am excited for this month jane you would you like to talk about the background of like what's been happening this March and April for us. Okay, basically, <laughs> if if you're a longtime listener, you know that last year for Women's History Month, we celebrated the one and only Shailene Woodley, who has continued to dominate my thoughts. Um, but this year, I forgot about Women's History Month <laughs> um, completely until we were like largely booked into whatever March, etc. Whatever so Women's to- History Month, <laughs> <laughs> we had to we had to think on our feet about how we could dedicate a month to another teen starlet. And we wanted to do Amanda Bynes. Wait, am I supposed to say that? I guess what a girl wants implies Amanda okay, Bynes. Yeah. So, um, and so we decided to do Amanda Bynes April. She was born in April, just like me. She just got out of her conservatorship. Amanda Bynes is on the rise. Yes. And by the time this episode comes out, it will have been her birthday. And it will be close to your birthday, which is also the date 
um, that I lost my virginity. Um, <laughs> a very, so it's very special for all of us. Um, and that's how I remember Jane's birthday every year, actually. <laughs> um, we should talk about Amanda Bynes and um, our relationship to her. But you, would you like to introduce our guest first so that we can all Of do course it? I would. Tom White is a comedian and actor. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so sorry about your novel coronavirus. Um, <laughs> Mine, yeah. But uh, happy that you're thinking about not passing it specifically to teens. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we like to ask all the guests who come on the pod, what type of teen were you? And we're, okay. I, my teen, <laughs> I feel like I had two very distinct <laughs> oh phases God. of teen. <laughs> oh. I had... Like unbelievably awkward. Like I'm, I'm. This sounds like I'm bragging, but I think now it's like average height. I'm six. I'm six feet tall. You know, sort of <laughs> normalish height. But I've been this tall since like seventh grade. Mm. So six feet. That's tall. very tall for a junior high kid. And you know, my arms were very just, just the gangly <laughs> falling down. So into like you know, I had all these crushes, but everything's out of my league in a laughable way. Like retainer braces, I tried to like my idea was a punk. Um, and this is in Swanton, Ohio, which is uh, like a small farming town outside beautiful, of Toledo. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I would like shave things in the back of my head, like the Batman symbol. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I you know I would do like stripes on the sides of my head uh just like really unfortunate I had a rat tail my sister oh would my braid God. it with colored like I really tried to like stand out it, 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 and it was really horrendous uh until like I started like marching band honestly marching <laughs> band changed my life. this is awesome this is incredible and, you know, it's just like a bunch of weirdos and a bunch of kids who are like oh yeah you don't have to yeah you don't have to be like that yeah, you, you can be you yourself be whatever um, and that's really, I think when I started, yeah, being myself or trying to figure out what that is. And so the second half of being a teen, uh, was very cool, typical. My parents went out of town a lot. So I was like where the party would happen, which kind of made Whoa. you, made wow. you cool. So marching it wasn't band... like the life of the party. I was just the, like the location. Of the You're party. a house. Yeah. Yeah. Marching band improved your social standing. Yeah. It really did. This is this is it a really teen did. movie. Okay, I have so many questions. First, how did you see to um, shave the Batman logo in the back? I, like, at did a, your someone a help high you? school football game once? I saw a kid with it, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And it was just, um, understandable. And I went to the Hair Rail Express to get it. Oh done my god! You asked the- a professional. Oh my god! You paid money. Mm-hmm. I, oh, okay. Well, at the Hair Rail Express, which is named that because it's right by the railroad tracks, and it was just like a lady in a room uh, yeah. with some scissors and a mirror, and she totally did her best. A lot of people yeah. thought it was the devil. It did not look <laughs> much like the Batman symbol. Wow. Wow. Okay, my other question was, what did you play in marching band? Clarinet. Wow. I thought I would be like a trumpet, you know. No, clarinet. Yeah, clarinet. Not, yeah, you know, boys play the clarinet. Uh, someone's gotta do it sensitive three-dimensional yeah yeah yeah, like multi-dimensional i don't know three-dimensional i I took it so seriously and had like really big panic attacks about like my read like i was that serious (laughs) uh, with planet what what was going on with your read (laughs) 
what could just happen? Like, where is it? Is it cracked a little bit? I need a new one. Like, well, if we can't go to the music store, I'm not going to sound good tomorrow. Like that kind of a. Oh yeah. So you're thing. like that kid. Like, so I, I did choir and there's like always kids who are like, I just like, I'm not going to sound good today. Guys, like I have a little bit of a sore throat. So like, I'm not going to sound good. Like, you have to put you. that out there. You have to put that. That's how I sort of was with tennis. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would like go to a tennis clinic and, and it was sort of real in the sense that I would be so nervous that I would feel a little sick. But also if you're like, mm, I don't feel good. Then when you're bad, you can be like, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or when you impress, then people are mm-hmm. like, wow, like yeah, yeah. she's not even 100%. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. totally understand. We placed last at every – I'm just remembering <laughs> this now. We, we have like, competitions. You go to these competitions. We placed last at every single one. Never, never got above last. Oh, my um, God. And I remember, I remember myself being really confused about the movement and like, you have to be at this point, at this point in the song and you have to take this path. And that never really made sense to me. Like in hindsight, someone was looking at that and judging that and that really speaking like, of oh, stuff, it's, it's just not something you're as aware of. Yeah, it'll so figure, marching, you're like, it'll figure itself out. <laughs> so like half, the, half of marching band, the marching part was hard, Mar- was not really working for you. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. The sit down stuff. I'm solid. I'm rock solid. Or we're in a parade and it's just going forward. Mm. Got it. Okay. Mm. Okay. It. Straight marching. Okay. Um. And did your did your parents like care or know that you know there were shenanigans going on at their home? Well, I was really good. I think they were <gasps> one a little like kind of willfully yeah. ignorant. Um. But I was also like really good about cleaning up and honestly, it's like. It seems when you see teen party scenes, and it's like I don't know where they get all the alcohol. Like the amount of alcohol is yeah. insane. Like in our world, it's like hey, there's some beers for a lot of people, and they will be gone. Like it, there just wasn't that level of insanity to. Yeah, you have after. like one handle of anything. Everyone's like, oh my god, get mm-hmm. like thirty people here. Like it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so and so found peach schnapps in the ditch. Like yeah. bring it over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what ditch? I want to go to the ditch. The di- by Dead Man's Curve. Right oh, Dead Man's God. Curve. Yeah. Mm. The ditch oh, there. People God. throw stuff out the window. And time. you were certain that this peach schnapps was not a stranger's urine. <laughs> I, I didn't touch the peach schnapps. I didn't. I also didn't drink. I wasn't. I didn't drink <gasps> as a teen. And yet Did you threw the it. parties. You are that's, that's so cool. super cool. bad right now. Yeah. That, except no one there had like you know, a devil symbol carved into the back of their head. <laughs> it was like, um, it was gently shaped. It was not carved. Into- <laughs> you branded your face. <laughs> um, you will have to show us pictures if you have any. Maybe we should have asked you to submit a, just a photo of the back I, of your I, head. If I can, uh, I will send them posthumously. I know um, that's not how to use that word. Um, Tom, what yes. is your relationship with Amanda Bynes? Absolutely nothing. Uh, this was the first wow. I knowingly, um, I told uh, a couple people I was watching this and was like, who's in that? It's like Amanda Bynes. Like, oh, from Nickelodeon. And that's it. That's where my knowledge stops, which is insane. Now hearing this conservatorship and erratic behavior and all, literally all I have to go on is this movie and knowing she was a Nickelodeon star, and that's wow. it. So I, I feel like, oh my God, I cannot wait to go down the rabbit hole of what transpired, like what the evolution was. But that's it. I had very little relationship with Amanda Bynes. Um, did either of you watch her on Nickelodeon? Was it sh- all that? Was that what yes. she was on? 
and the Amanda show. She got it. She had her own show. She yeah. had her own show. She yeah. was a savant. I mean, I, okay. I mean, I'm <laughs> showing my cards here. I'm a huge Amanda Bynes fan. I loved, I, I loved all that. I loved the Amanda show. I think I was also, it was like the right age for me. You know, that's how Nickelodeon works is you, you just have like four shows that you know about. And then two years later, you don't know what's going on, but loved her. Have seen this movie 50 times. I, oh wow! I mean, I followed her. So erratic behavior. She had some like drug drug addiction issues. It sounds like, um, like how like, how long after, like what time frame are we talking where this started? Like, so this is what this like two thousand three. This is oh. So how long after this movie is she going through these things? Like ten years. Like is this maybe? Yeah, okay. five or okay, ten so, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I kind of feel like after. Uh, after like she's the man yeah yeah and yeah yeah sorry oh, seven oh eight i guess i yeah, don't know yeah. i don't have my facts straight but yeah it was after after this she'd grown up a little bit and then it, she's been kind of like off the grid also like yes we, it's there's not a lot of information she went to fashion school um she got engaged to a stranger which feels a stranger uh, no they met they met in um. I thought they met in treatment was like the story oh, okay yeah, well yeah, you yeah, tell yeah. me tell me so. oh oh well I okay. I my Nickelodeon journey with her. I watched her on all that. Wait, she was on one other sort of like ensemble show that wasn't her own show. I can't remember it right now. But she um, she used to actually annoy me when I was in like middle school and high school. And it wasn't because of her. It was because I had one classmate who would like come to school every day and like do sort of like. Remember when she would just go like Maha or something? Yes. Yeah. She would like this person would like do it all the time. I like how I just say it extremely straight. Like Maha. That's how she said it. <laughs> um, but I'm, so I'm hoping that this month will like repair my relationship with her, help me see her mm. in a new light. Cause I just like hear my classmate like wow. bugging me. Yeah, oh we have like every we have every like flavor of relationship. Yes. Yeah. Here. Tom, I just want to share. I want to share really quickly that Maha comes from a character in the Amanda Bynes show, played by Amanda Bynes, who is obsessed with Amanda Bynes and who was like yes. stalking her. Yes. Oh wow! And I think I mean smart. it's so it's so smart. Like Very looking creative. back, it's so cool that she got to do so much of that like comedy like so young. It's 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 actually yeah. I and I something you said about. Um, like it was someone in your class who imitated her. I, I really, and you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I got the sense that I would, based on how long ago this movie was, and that I'm still seeing like that voice, you know, like when you see, especially like in comedy, you know, someone's like kind of first stepping out or people are acting in a skit at work or something, and they kind of like take a comedy voice you can tell that's like, oh, that's an origin point there yeah. because it's so authentic on her. That it doesn't yes. surprise me at all that people would be like, I don't know those bits. I don't know. I just kind of like, oh man, maybe I saw her and and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's someone who I feel like influenced a whole generation of like, this is what's funny. Yeah. Um, and and that's that was something I had no idea. And I've, I'm just putting a bookmark there because I, I think yeah 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 I'm not an Amanda Bynes fan but I'm beginning to understand is, a little bit so like exciting. she was huge she she's was iconic she and yeah. she, she's influential I think you're totally right 
Yeah, and I, I actually, Jane, I've only seen this movie once. I think I just what saw it like around fuck? when it was out. No, oh I would. My, I, my equivalent, my equivalent would be she's the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, okay. I, so she's the man is the one I just like watched over and over and over. Not this one, um, but it's it's so like so much of the way she acts in this is like. I'm like, oh my god! Like it's so, it's just her thing, and exactly. She, you she could like bottle it, and that, yeah, thing. yeah. And um, also, it, it's not exactly. She she's not a character actor. Like she's just she is acting like herself, sort of. That and and she has like a distinct and and you also when you watch any movie she's in, you're not like, oh, this is hyper realistic. You're like, I no. am watching an Amanda Bynes movie. Yeah, yeah. I. So that would you say this fits into the category of like this is an Amanda Bynes movie like this represents Amanda Bynes absolutely okay yeah I agree it was also you know what it was too when I was watching this I was like this is the beginning of like teen girls going to the UK is also like a big like thing in this era they've never done it before Parent Trap like. Uh, Parent Trap just happened and there was like a little bit of like a montage with the cool mom who lives in London and everyone went wild and so they were like they have to do it here then Princess Diaries yeah yeah it was just this fascination and I just remember like the poster with her like making the peace sign it's just so yeah it's there's something about this movie which they later changed yes I don't know if we're going to talk about that but Tom, yes, I'm so happy you brought it up. Jane, did you know this? No. What? So before Mm. they released this movie in the US, they had to change the poster where she's giving the peace sign because of the invasion of Iraq. And this me is this this so because because it could be because it could be um no 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 because it could be misconstrued as like she's saying like no war. Oh my (laughs) god, that's so stupid. I was thinking that like. I remember in one of my college classes about war, we were talking about how the America invaded some country and we were given, they were all like all the people that were being invaded were giving the thumbs up and all the soldiers were like, yeah, but it meant like, fuck you. So I was thinking, I was going in that direction. No, they were just like, we don't want her to make a political statement. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Okay. And they switch, if you look at like what they switched it to this like hand on the hip kind of like sassy pose. (laughs) The hand is so distorted. <laughs> like the Photoshop, it's like if you put your hand like that, it would hurt so badly. And it, it, it's just the the budget. They had, I think, run through the budget by that point. Yeah, it's um, probably just I'm some just like realizing cameraman's now, I was hand. living in London for part of like I w- I did a whatever study abroad in 2003 when this movie came out. I was talk about like the could you know the like oh it would be so fancy over there, so different. So okay, um, so like yeah, you this this you were the target audience. Like, did you? How old were you? And like, did you love it? Like, did you feel fancy? Like, what was um, going on? Or or were you trying to? Be I mean, punk? definitely not. I, when I was the, like, I totally felt fancy, and it was like I'm I'm living in London for a little. I'm going to do study abroad in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, it, it did have that like air, and but this movie, like, I was. I think I just was aware of this poster. Like I recognize this poster. I definitely was not the target audience for this <laughs> at all. Yeah. She, um, I'm yeah, so, so glad it, I watched it though. 
I think she's 18 in this. She was born in, she was born on April 3rd, 1986. Um, she was born in California. But, um, yeah, I think she's around 17 or 18 when this was filmed. And she looks, she looks even younger, I would say. She, like, she looks yeah, so she does. fresh-faced. Fresh I think, face. I think they, like, don't put a lot of makeup on her. And she just looks so, like, beautiful and, like, light and happy and... I don't know. It's just so like when you think about like euphoria and like all these things now, you don't just get like a happy-go-lucky teen character anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's like really nice. Also, Jane, this movie was directed by the person who directed New York Minute, oh. Denny Gordon. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> directed what? American and Ashley film New York oh. Minute. I that I saw in theaters. Oh no my god! Fucking I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. With, I was dating with, a girl at the time uh, who wanted to go see it. Yeah, let's do it. You're no longer with her, correct? No, no longer with her. Well, we know why. <laughs> we know why. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I think we should get started. I will say, like, for me, this movie was all about. The, one of the reasons I decided not to rewatch this over and over was that. This movie wasn't so much an Amanda Bynes movie for me at the time as it was just like a movie about going to London. Mm. Um, oh my God, there's a very cute cat on the screen. Yeah, oh uh, yes, my God. there's a kitten who oh. doesn't know what to do about the microphone. Oh my, oh my God. The cat is on down. Tom's shoulders. Okay, Jane, let's jump in. Okay. Daphne is the 17-year-old living with her hot wedding singer, single mother, Libby. She pines for her father, Henry, who is a lord in Britain and doesn't know she exists. Henry's family hadn't approved of Libby, and evil Alistair manipulated their breakup, encouraging Libby to keep her pregnancy a secret. In present day, Daphne and Libby work at a wedding. Daphne watches the father-daughter dance mournfully. Frustrated that her mom has kept them apart her entire life, she heads to London on her own. She meets hot, struggling musician Ian at a hostel. Meanwhile, Henry is running for election in the House of Commons and engaged to Alistair's daughter, Glynis, who has a stuck-up daughter, Clarissa. Um, there's, we, we got to talk about, there's so much just in that chunk, but Ian and his jobs, um, Ian is obviously the, um, the hot dude, um, Oliver James, at the the hostel, um, which I want to, I mean, he works like 17 jobs and there's something about that, like the way he does those jobs that for me, it's like, oh, this is clearly written by someone who has never, ever worked those <laughs> kinds. It's like, you, you, this is not how it works. And like, they're mm-hmm. just constantly running off and leaving their response. Like, I, and I just love that, that we're just gonna, it instantly is kind of like fairy tale for me Oh yeah. going into this. So, and like, what, a, I'm, what a good setup. I don't know if you guys know King Ralph. Uh, it was like a John Goodman movie and it's like sloppy dude, you know, to like yeah. drink a beer all day, finds out he's part of the royal, like all the royal family got oh, 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 okay. photo accident, but and now you, you're next in line. And it's oh. that like, it's the teen, I, you know, I'm not a teen girl, but it seems like it's the teen, it's like you might, you have a connection basically to royalty. Mm-hmm. It's like no one knows, you know, parliament, what, what fancy royalty I, will I meet Could the queen? Be anything. And there's a chance maybe that's going to happen. And I, 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 the other point I just want to start with is the mom. And I think the mom bears, and this is tough. I think the mom bears a lot of responsibility. 
Right. It's like, we really just took these people at their word. Like, oh, he guess he just doesn't ever want to talk to me again, even with the baby. Sure, sure. Okay. Or they're not telling us, but I really think, um, I, you know, I would, if I had the means and clearly she's been saving up from these catering gigs (laughs) to fly out, she has the money for the ticket. Um, yeah, she's going to take it into her own hands. And I, I love that. How much could it cost to fly to the UK from New York pre nine eleven? Like, come on, like, like. <laughs> I kind of love. I kind of love that she, she and her mom, have to, seem to have a good relationship where she doesn't know that if she's going to college, but that's not something that her mom is like sort of up her ass about. Like her mom, her mom's just sort of like, oh, okay, she left. I'm kind of worried about her, but she's gonna do her own thing. I'll call um, her every couple of days. Had no yeah. idea. I, you know. Who knows what she's up to? Um, yeah. Where she's is she cool living? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she is so cool. Well, yeah. And do they pull up to that wedding in a BW, like a bus, like a kind of like hippie van? I feel like it's her tour. It's like her tour bus. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it's she's, not. I mean, it's just the coolest mom you could imagine. It's also a fantasy mom too, right? She's like yes, this kind of fantasy so hot, like Yeah. Yeah, and Chinatown. She has like a fantasy job version of being a wedding singer which just entails that you're super hot you get Mm -hmm. to play you know like super like fun rock songs and um you can get there late which is not (laughs) and seemingly can be done earlier i love that moment in the movie where here's amanda Bynes. she's like we gotta we gotta call her daphne here's Daphne she's cleaning up after a wedding which is going to be so much work and the mom's all just like leaning on the table like so like are we going to go sneak some pizza or something it's like I've like you're all changed she probably had like a drink and I'm I have so much work to do still the relationship is not good to start wow okay so okay okay okay. I I, anti-mom Tom is anti-mom okay I got a different impression first of all the child actor that plays Amanda Bynes looks nothing like her okay yeah yeah she is blonde yeah blonde as all hell um like got a big old face big cheeks uh not that long face of Amanda Bynes so that was like strange to me I thought the mom was very loving I can understand why she felt um wronged by henry and remember the internet was like a little different back then like true very good point i i feel like if alistair is working his evil ways maybe he's like intercepting letters like two two like i feel like we need to i'm choosing to believe that there's like a reason why they haven't um connected i do think it's crazy to never i think it's weird to not tell someone about a pregnancy but haven't been in that situation personally. Um, I also did want to share that I too spent some time in London. I oh. um, I interned there <laughs> for a summer, and so watching this movie, I was just like, "Wow, I just like going back home." Um, so I felt, <laughs> felt so comfortable. Um, the hostel scene. <laughs> oh now God. the hostel scene. This is speaking of fantasy. This is a fantasy hostel. Yes. Beautiful young white. English-speaking teens are all over this place, just lounging about, talking to each other. The only hostel I stayed in was in India, and yes, I did get bed bugs um, <laughs> from that experience. Um, and the other people there were French, really hot, and not interested in talking to me at all. So this hostel doesn't seem realistic. She never pays 
Ian seems to not only be the receptionist, but the owner of the hostel. Or but just, also free to leave at any point. Yes, he just mm-hmm. goes and tours with her because she's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I think I think dream fantasy is is correct. Is the genre? What do we think with. of? What do we think of Ian Oliver James? I did want to show you. I found like one tweet I I found of his because I was like, oh, where no. is this actor now? Like he could be oh, anywhere. I bet he could go off the rails. Um. Well, th- this is what he's. St- can you see this tweet, Jane? Can you read it? Yes, I can. Okay, Oliver James. Wait, what's his last name? Hudson. Hudson. This was May third, two thousand and one. Okay, two thousand twenty-one. Two thousand twenty-one. Oh shit! Two thousand twenty-one. Wait. Okay. Fear is the most abundant commodity on this planet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's what he's. That's where his mind's at now. I think he like, um, tried to do a singing career and then it didn't happen. Which like mm. was that really him singing? Oh, we will get to that. Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's a I think so. Okay. I think it was. So he was in Raise Your Voice after this, yes. and also in a band, and everyone was in love with him then. And then you know he could have been like a Zac Efron type, and it just like didn't work out. Um, it. I I do like him. I like his spiky hair. I like his. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, his outfits, and I like um. Like you said, I like his various jobs that he doesn't really do anything about. I actually really like that something that you don't really see in a lot of movies where the main teen character is doing a lot of shenanigans is that they get to like date. Like they just oh, date yeah. and hang out. Yeah. And know which how is nice. to do that and know how to engage with like whoever they're interested in so seamlessly. Yeah. And without awkwardness. Um, I do think he's cute. Is he what? What like what are you asking? <laughs> like you know what? of age? <laughs> that wasn't what I'm I'm gonna not say what I was gonna Are say. you asking if he's white? Yeah, is he white? <laughs> well at well, one point so I took yeah. that line that just he's jumps called, out. He's called a mongrel later in He is the, called a which makes race mongrel later on. <laughs> mongrel? And yeah. I wasn't sure <laughs> if they were talking about because this character is supposed to be kind of like half in the Lord's realm, half um, a pedestrian yes. in, in the UK. But I wasn't sure if it was like a racialized comment. I Yeah, me too. It's kind of hard to say because I think he's, I think Oliver James is like, is in fact like maybe biracial or mixed race. And like, I was like, Ugh. it was yikes. It really, it really came out of nowhere. Because prior yeah. to that, they're just talking about how he like, you know, is is not, um, he's like the waiter. But yeah, I, ooh, ugh. Then again, um, that character... But like that character would say the the the, mm-hmm. the awful character. Oh, it is funny because that, that character looks insanely inbred. Like that character. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So uh, other th- other honorable mention I will just say is that it's always nice to see Jonathan Price like doing evil eyebrow work. Alistair's actor. <laughs> so he he's. A, do you remember him from Game of Thrones, Jane? He's no. the like evil. He's the evil like shame. Oh, he's the evil shame priest in Game of Thrones, but he also has like other cool like eyebrow eyebrow waggly work that he mm. that he does, and I I love him in this movie. I think he's so great. He does call Colin Firth young, thrusting, and idealistic, which I didn't really <laughs> like. Um, and really quickly before we move on, I would like to ask if we think that Colin Firth is hot. Yeah, oh, I mean. I yeah. think I think they set it up also with that like you get that backstory of like well he's got this hippie side this kind of like wild child that he oh, went yeah, that's and now true. he's like oh I'm gonna be you know the next prime minister so it's like whatever you want they're they're offering that version of him right at the top yeah there's a totally. lot of like getting married and like 
culturally appropriative True. ceremonies yeah. in movies um, we've watched he's lately. He's definitely hot. That being said, like in a, in an alternate universe where he's American, I'm like, I, I wonder if he would do as well. Oh, yeah. Good mm-hmm. point. There's yeah. something, but- yeah, so like adorably clumsy about him. Yes. And it, I don't know if that works as well with an American accent. But yeah. and be- before, just before we leave, Ian... <laughs> I do want to say it's like Ed, when you're when you're a guy and you're of that age and you walk into Pacific Sunwear, Pack Sun, that's what you want to step out looking like. And you never do, but it's like that choker. It's like he looks so cool, tough, and somehow like sensitive, like he's gonna yes, be a good yes. listener. And it's yes. just like that's the vibe you wanted. I could never pull it off. My hair was never like that cool and spiky, but it's like that is See, they I really yeah. nailed that like cool guy. I was gonna time. say like him in the hostel, like strumming on his guitar like i think that's what you were going for like as a as a teen yeah so it's like yeah just subbing a clarinet (laughs) (laughs) not worried about not worried about your read at all okay um no okay let's 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 go on i do have one very brief comment which is just to say that at the beginning daphne amanda Bynes is sort of like touring through london and hopping on and off buses there are buses in London that come to complete stops. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, Daphne Daphne sneaks onto Henry's estate. When she's caught, Henry is shocked and Glynis is horrified. Daphne is about to leave when Henry's spunky mother, Jocelyn, asks her to stay. Daphne has fun dancing around the mansion while Henry's advisors discuss how to spin the story. Henry invites Daphne to the royal dress show and Clarissa tricks her into wearing a casual outfit. Still, Daphne slays the show. Henry invites Daphne to stay for the summer, and they share a bonding moment over Cocoa Pops. For an upcoming event, Glynis gives Daphne an ugly dress, but Daphne turns it into something gorgeous. Gross Armistead is scamming on Daphne when Ian's band starts playing. The party is a dud, so they liven things up, breaking a beloved chandelier in the process. There are so many bonks of the head. (laughs) Uh, They really leaned in hard in this part of the movie on like, I'm getting out of something and I bonk the top of my head, (laughs) which like is so stupid. But for some reason, it's like I will I will instantly love the next five minutes of whatever you're going to do if someone just bonked their head. It's like humanizing (laughs) and funny and so like bottom of the barrel humor. But I I, I just had to talk about the bonks. I also Um, I think I like it more than Pratt Falls, which like. Jane, I was just thinking in To All the Boys I've Loved Before, there's like a terrible acted fall where oh, she's I know. Like running to get up. It's it awful. You. It really, I can't stop thinking about it. And I think head bonking, less annoying, more realistic. I've bonked my head recently. Oh, so many Once times. Once I bonked my head getting into an Uber so oh, hard, no. I'm pretty sure I had a concussion. No. <laughs> and you have to sort of like play like it doesn't hurt as bad yeah. as it does. They're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your like nose is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> no, this is good. I'll get out here. <laughs> um, my favorite line happens in, in this part. I believe it's like as they're trying to like spin the story. You know, this whole thing breaks out, and it's it, it's like someone put a cork in it. It's like maybe someone should have put a cork in it 17 years ago. And I just mm. think that's like that's solid writing. Mm. Um, <laughs> It, it's head spinning how much happens in this part of the movie yes. and how some part of me wanted a little bit of she, all of a sudden she's just kind of like comfortable in the house like she starts yes. living there and I, oh, I don't know I was interested in like what was that like like 
where's she going to stay? Like, how do the other people, like the staff, like what's there? Um, but it really is. And I'm going to, uh, this is where I start uh, gushing about Amanda Bynes because it's, it's my first encounter with her. It's like you realize how charismatic someone has to be to carry a movie at that young of an age. Oh I mean, just God. these scenes where it's really, you're just watching her kind of have a fun time. Yes. And that's yeah. not easy to pull off and still be funny and relatable and like not like better than. Oh, And yeah. I think like touches this weird, this whole part of the movie for me touches this weird thing about like, the Americans still hold on to this kind of like, well, we, it's this weird sort of like cowboy revolutionary, yeah. like well, we're going to switch things up. Y'all are still doing things the way you're doing yeah. it. And it's almost, yeah. and she's got a tech, like a star belt buckle in the poster. It's like this kind of, let me cowboy it up around here a little bit. And I just Absolutely. like, I, I love that. I love that so much. Can I throw I, out a phrase? Please. Easy breezy. I feel mm-hmm. like whenever mm-hmm. Amanda Bynes is any character, she is just, she can kind of float in and out of situations very comfortably without any, like, I, you know, I would probably be uncomfortable to walk around the mansion or like, I'd be like, where's the bathroom? Like, I would have all of these questions. <laughs> I wouldn't feel comfortable, like, serving myself cereal at midnight. But she is not only comfortable, she's dancing on beds and like bopping yeah. around and playing good music. And they just... Her character has fun by herself and just as like a baseline, like as a baseline, her characters are having a good time. Well, and I think- literally is the one that makes people dance. Yes, yes. And I think like that, sort of what you were saying, Tom, like they're trying to say like this is what an American girl is or like could be, which is very exciting. So like I was watching this, I I grew up in the Philippines and I was watching this, looking at this movie and saying like, okay, being an American abroad, it means you can be underdressed, but still look glam. You liven up the party. You have fun on your own, like easy breezy, everybody smiles, maybe people are a little taken aback and you're not always up to etiquette, but everyone loves you. Everyone can't help but fall in love with you anyway. Mm. And it was just so, this is what it means to be an American teen girl. I, I'm if I, <laughs> you know, I'm in whatever. So I'm in my early twenties when this movie comes out. If this movie is, if I'm a teen, teen girl or just teen, what they hit, even if you take the, like they use this like London USA way of it, but it's that like feeling you, at least for me, I had, and I imagine a lot of kids had of why is everyone taking themselves so seriously, you know, especially adults. Why are you like, you're causing more problems for yourself by how seriously you're taking it. And that like, you wish you had the bravery to, to just sort of like, well, I don't care. Like, yeah, it's a little, well, I guess I'll make this work. Yeah, you want to be and that, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you get it. You understand what it's like when you like, can't look as glamorous. You kind of don't want to be in this, like, super put together, um, like, you want to be a little sloppy like things are sloppy like your body's changing like it's weird talking to other people and here's someone who's comfortable with that messiness and just yeah my kid wants to go watch an amanda Amanda Bynes movie i'm letting her after oh my god 
That's that's a huge that's huge. Okay, I have a, f- a few a few things to say. First of all, low rise as low as they rise. <laughs> it's the it's the low jeans and the like the exact width of the strip of belly that is showing is like very much of this year. It's like tank top or vagina. Like it's like oh. it's it's so low. Like I would have to like address my body hair to wear something like that. Sure, agree. Um, I do want to say that I'm thankful for the uh the the party peaches and peach and plums party because I I feel there's good white people dancing representation that is <laughs> not often shown in movies even though they're having fun they're dancing terribly um I th- love it. um the the loud music is enough to send the chandelier to the floor which makes me question <laughs> the integrity of the building at large i'm thinking it was gonna fall at some point you all need to get out not of there fault. we need to get some professionals and like run some tests it was okay not but her, but her fault. but how nice is it to see that they built like a fake chandelier and it dropped and it's oh, not it was a seat. so fun like, so awesome like i just just endorphins like lit up my brain like, we all knew it was coming like but we all we all loved it. and that's a, that's another thing again i've seen this movie countless times i could not tell you i was genuinely laughing at, at a lot of this <laughs> i am wondering again how much britishness helps like when clarissa's like i don't know clarissa snotty clarissa the daughter just has some like incredible incredible lines and i don't know how much of it is her accent but i guess i was laughing throughout the movie i also i love how like Brits have, it's like the idea of a teenager has just completely overwhelmed them. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's an American teenager. Like how? So sir, Clarissa, Clarissa is her age, but she's a little adult, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. They don't have teens over there. I, no I teen. didn't Actually, go through the revolution. <laughs> when no. I was in London, I like I can confirm no teenagers. Um, oh okay. I did make out with an eighteen-year-old Russian. Uh oh. Okay, Jane, you shouldn't um, say that. <laughs> No comments on that. Question for you guys. Is there sexual tension between Colin Firth and Amanda Bynes? Okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. thank you. So I, the first time they interact, he catches her like running away. He grabs both her wrists and swivels her to face him. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching a lot of Bridgerton, just a little spoiler for what we're watching lately. And it's kind of hot, like, to yeah. be grabbed by both your wrists. Yeah. And her her hair just like flawlessly like swooshes mm-hmm. around her shoulders. Um, and I think that's something about this movie that they, I don't know if they were doing it intentionally or if they just like didn't know why, I don't know, but they are, they are saying like all, a, what a girl wants is to meet her dad and her dad is hot, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's our both that facts. like seems yeah. to be the, the, the thesis. I, I'd like it. I, I'm with you that I, I think it might be, or there's a possibility that it's incidental, that it's mm. like, well, you just didn't spend enough time with him and his new like bride to be, or like, is it a new wife or they're going to get married? Engaged, yeah. They're, they're engaged. engaged yeah. Yeah. So his fiance, you don't get enough time with them together. You don't get enough time of like the old relationship to really like, well, he's clearly an adult who's with other adults. And that's like what his intimacy or his romance. So you just see these scenes where they're like, hey, there's like a chemistry there. And you don't get enough of her with Ian to be like, well, she's not interested in that. Like she does seem just because she's charming and open, but it's like, oh, it's a girl who's coming of age. And this is a guy really late at night in the kitchen. Yeah. I think what for me helps is that they do seem to kind of, whenever they're about to go a little too far, 
then he asks about her mom like yeah uh, later on they're like swinging and they're like swinging on swings together and like getting really like bonding and then he's like is your mom happy and so for that that for me like does help kind of bring everything normal but it's it it it's impossible to deny that there is like is chemistry whether it's sexual or just normal i don't know i think i think colin firth is just hot i don't think he knows how to turn it off and yeah that <laughs> yeah you know that he might knows just how to be turn it. it on i will say um do you do you either of you have immediately a snack or a treat food that you know your dad is super duper into yes oh Tom. <laughs> wow that's so serious a, what is yeah. it uh like those cool whip cans just like spring <laughs> Like, I oh got yelled God. at one time. He caught me, like, spraying the Cool Whip, like, shh, you know, in my mouth. And uh, yeah, a couple days later, it's, like, middle of the night, I think there's a robber in the house, which is, you know, you hear a noise, and it's, like, a robber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, a burglar. Straight up, yeah, totally, with, like, the mask. And my dad's just there in his underwear. It's just, like, go into town, mouth on this fucking thing. Yeah. That's lovely. That's it. That's his neck. Okay, this is, I have an anecdote to tell. Um, When I, before Walter, my boyfriend, met my father, I was sort of joking around being like, whenever you go to the Garfinkel house, you can go into the kitchen finding my dad eating canned fish. Truly, the first time he met my father, he was in the kitchen eating canned sardines. Um, So yeah, so that's one of his choices. He's a pretty um, predictable person. So I could list off like 10 snacks that he almost certainly has eaten in the past five days. But I'm going to go with sardines. Mm, That's very trendy. That's what all the like New York City hot girls are like ordering at bars right now. That's why my dad eats them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, My dad loves a waffle, like a really, a really luxurious waffle. What? And like syrup and every like thing. It's like a huge thing for him. Like American breakfast, like the the like be all end all of breakfast is like a beautiful sweet waffle. Wow. He just like has a big sweet tooth. He's not wrong. Waffles, yeah. I don't think I've yeah. I don't think I actually have ever ordered a waffle over a pancake. So I I don't share it with him. Unfortunately, it's not genetic. Um, no, but um, apparently Cocoa Pop, I, I, I don't really like Yeah, Cocoa this Pops. movie does make some large leaps with, with, with genetics. But let's, shall we move on? To, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I think we're going to talk about that next. Daphne's behavior is negatively impacting Henry's c- campaign, but Henry and Daphne learn they have a lot in common, like music and how they eat toast. Ian takes Daphne out in London. Daphne says she wants to behave better, so he teaches her how to stand in a canoe, but they fall into the water and later kiss. Daphne attends a regatta where she's trying to be on good behavior, but ends up pushing Gross Armistead into the river. With the paparazzi abuzz, Henry takes Ian's bike and drives Daphne away. They have fun in London, trying on clothes and talking about music. With his numbers down and Glynis distraught, Henry asks Daphne to act more proper. She starts making an effort to fit in, and Henry's campaign improves. Oh wow! This specifically, this summary was so helpful because um, <laughs> my daughter was doing something when that whole motorcycle okay. theft happened. So sure. in my mind, Ian saves her mm. and is driving around, and then they cut to a scene with the and they're like at a swing set with she's at a swing set with her dad. Again, and it's like, this kid that just be com- tw- that'd be confusing. So that's that's on me. Um, Actually, it's on your but- daughter. <laughs> It really is. She's, she knew and she knows better and she won't do it again. Um, I love that she put this dude is so 
so gross. He plays it so well. This like I think he like cops a feel, right? Or like try it like brushes like her arm. He cops a yeah. feel later. Armistead. Just unwanted touching. In yes. A very like public setting like that is especially vile. It's not even yeah. like you kind of mistook the moment and like, are we gonna kiss? Are we not? No, it's like in front of a bunch of people. Loved that she did that. And even more, I loved, and this is where I was like, I'm locked in with Amanda Bynes. I'm a fan. When she and they I wish they would have turned the camera around so we could have like really seen her face. But she like berates him about like you'll you're be you'll never be half the man that Ian is. And how dare you talk to him like that? Just like really standing up for him. If I was on a date, you know, and it's like, you know, we're gonna go on a date, we're gonna see um what a girl wants. That would be a, the part that I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not too bad. You know, it actually wasn't too bad. That would be what <laughs> how much girl. she stood up for him. So cool. <laughs> so like um, and it's like again, that American doing the right thing yeah. you want a woman who does that for you is that yes. where i okay see yeah. i i honestly love that part as well and like sure she's so confident and I, it's yeah. kind of like a good i mean i always like hesitate before saying it's like a good message for women but it's doing it in not a uh, the annoying uh, way they do it now where they're like i'm a feminist like she's <laughs> just truly telling this guy off for being an absolute creep um, which is what you should do. Okay, I love the implication that how you eat butter, um, how you butter your toast is genetic. Love that. I know. It's also not, like, they're not doing anything abnormal. They're just yeah. somehow <laughs> doing it with the same cadence. Yeah, it's exactly. Very... Like, it's a planned, it's a planned, it's like a, they, it was choreographed. That's really why Glenna should be worried. It's like, why are you choreographing how to eat your breakfast? Yeah. Um, yeah. I she like should that. be worried that her name is Glynis. Sorry. Oh, it's going. so good, though. Whenever <laughs> it's Amanda- so good. Okay, I like that whenever they show London outside of Henry's world, they only show the freaks. Like, whenever they're walking yeah. up and down the Thames, <laughs> piercings, blue hair, like, <laughs> just fucking weirdos, because that's where Amanda Bynes fits in. She doesn't fit in in the castle. She fits in with the, the punks. freaks. I also really like that Ian and Daphne like each other, and it's never, like, the conflict is not... Does he like me? Does she like me? They're very straightforward about their feelings, which is so refreshing. They date. They go run around holding hands. It's great. Um, the only thing, the only thing I really had a hard time with at this part in the movie is once again, there's like the movie puts Amanda Bynes and Colin Firth into like romantic activity situations, like mm. when they're walking around by the river, like when she's like trying on clothes and kind of modeling them for him, like. I don't know. I I I get that they're trying Very to. Woman. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! I get that they're trying to. <laughs> maybe they're trying to be like, okay, maybe, um, maybe this teen is seeing it with her mom, and so like, let's throw in something for the Colin Firth lovers, and so he's like dancing in leather pants in front of the mirror. But it it's it's so it's it's weird for me. It's difficult to get over, and it again, it's saying. Is the dream to have a hot dad? Is that the dream? Like that's what I'm that's what I'm left um asking. Uh and who who will hop on a motorcycle? I don't think I've ever been in a situation where my hands are around my father's waist on a motorcycle. Right? <laughs> that like is really specific. that is not like that. <laughs> that's not like every day. But I you know, I was enjoying it. I like that he gets a tattoo and the sounds he makes are like, ah. Oh, ah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. 
I lost it. It's like the, you go into a little shower to get a henna tattoo, <laughs> yeah. like this private booth that like anything can happen. And you don't even <laughs> yeah. know, you might get a regular tattoo, henna tattoo, like and to, to what you're saying about the difference between them, right? Don't they both go? She goes with Ian and her father to the, mm-hmm. like the same kind of like boho market or whatever it is. Um, and uh, it's Camden. I think that's it. That's maybe weird. Weird. You know, I, I spent some time in London a little bit. I think it's called Camden. Uh, they and Ian's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have good stuff here. Yeah, yeah they got good stuff. He look, no, it looks cool. It looks cool. But she gets this beautiful music montage with her dad. That's like, it's not. You got a friend. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not that vibe. Um, uh, music yeah, montage is, is never a good sign just for in terms of, of quality like <laughs> it, it's always just a nod to Mary-Kate and Ashley which <laughs> but that being said it's okay it, it, it was it was fine for me I, I mean, like, it was fine what are it they is just notable do? like how do you show like I'm like what's the alternative of showing That's them bond true. I guess I would just direct them like never don't ever look at each other's lips like that <laughs> and also mm-hmm. like three inches further apart yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe you would be better. And just a regular length shirt or normal jeans, like when maybe just maybe when you're around him, just yeah. for clarity. <laughs> Cover sake. up. Um do you, do either of you have any mannerisms or habits that are a little more obvious that you learned you have in common with your father? My my main my main like habit or talent that I share with my dad is sleeping on planes. We're both big um we can both of us. I and we're. I think we're the only people like in that I know that that do this. Will like fall asleep before the plane takes off and then wake up when what? it's landing. Yeah, he's just the best sleeper. Me in and my the world. dad. Yeah, I wish. I wish I could do that. That that's genetic. That part my, is genetic. <laughs> mine. Yeah, mine is like the op- opposite. It's not something. It's like, and it's really helpful. And it's like, well, you know, when you get off the flight, well rested. It's like my. <laughs> growing up my, my dad you know you're in the car like you start pulling into the city you know it's like you go on a vacation okay, like you're okay. getting close to the so i can't right now no i can't right now you know turns the music <laughs> off like i just i need to concentrate <laughs> and like the anxiety just about basic highway structure yes. it's like why is he what is this and now i mean it's i'm yeah. the exact same and yeah it's, I, I really feel the most amount of stress like heading into a basic city intersection i get that i mean mm-hmm. the the thing that's coming to mind is i once licked out a hummus container and i was like holy <laughs> shit i'm my mom uh so <laughs> i guess that's that i had a question for you which is do you feel like you could fit in with the upper crust like you're Ooh. in amanda Bynes shoes how do you behave how do you perform honestly yeah <laughs> i watch a lot of like i've watched downton abbey i've watched bridgerton I've watched, I have actually watched some of the Colin Firth Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah, it's um, the best one. Yeah, it's the best one. Um, and I think I could do it if given enough time and now armed with TikTok makeup skills. Mm. So, yeah. What about you, Tom? I, I mean, honestly, if I'm being 100% real, <laughs> I think I do that. Like, I think I've, done, you know, I went to a private high school mm-hmm. and, but Ooh. like my, we, I, we are not private high school money. Um, growing, you know, we were, it was fine. Um, both my parents uh, worked, but it, you know, had to go on scholarship to a school where 
most kids are not on scholarship. So my friends had money and, you know, I'd get to go on these vacations or, you know, say, so and so you want to come with us? And I would try and learn to like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to fit in. Like, I totally know what this is like. And this is not weird at all for me to be staying in a fancy place or going to a fancy restaurant. So I, I think I I could do it. And I think I have done it for a long, a long time just because I don't want to be called poor. Yeah, Ian really like is your guy then because he had this is the part of the movie where you also find out about his background. Or wait, maybe it's later on that you find out that like he um he was sort of like being groomed to be that kind of guy too, and then he realized he didn't want to be. Um so he's you know, that's there's resonance there for the teen boy as well. And the thing she's into that she's not, I mean, you know, it's like the weirdo guys aren't bad looking, right? They're like good looking guys. They're, they're probably, you know, super wealthy. And it's not like that's like, oh, these, you know, nerdy upper crust guys. Like, I'd like mm. that they made them attractive. They're like, oh, yeah, well, there's an option if you want to have that life. But she's, she wants yeah, the real yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I could do it, but mostly similar to like rule following. Like, they're yeah. like, I- I would be just so I would feel so much pressure from rule following. And again, that comfort of like living in someone's mansion. Well, I'm probably going to behave how they want me to behave. Yeah. So I could do it if I needed to. What do you do is like all that? I was thinking about her bedroom and like I do think now I'm just like, what do you do with empty space that is not taken up by storage, as you can see behind me, or like poster or like um random box of clothes like the, <laughs> and her answer is you dance around and yeah. i i don't have it, yeah. yeah i don't have a carefree answer like that but i i'm imagining clarissa is just like always very neat and tidy you know lays her clothes out on the bed and then puts them all back in like little tiny um drawers and like that's that's the woman like they were trying to make her be i do love all the like pictures the montage at the end of this bit where they're they're showing that she's trying to shape up for society and Amanda Bynes just looks so awful in like so all the sad. pictures. She just like is not smiling at all. I was also terrified one of the pictures would be her with Glenn Maxwell. <laughs> oh my God. You, you always take it there. <laughs> I just, I couldn't help thinking about it. Okay, let's do it. Let's move on. Okay, Ian is upset with the new Daphne, especially when she stands him up for an upper crust social function. Daphne has her own coming out party and a surprise when Libby shows up. Henry Henry is all awooga, but he and Libby have a tense conversation. Daphne overhears Alistair telling Glynis how he got rid of Libby 17 years earlier. Glynis then locks Daphne in a room, and when she gets out, she sees Henry dancing with Clarissa. Daphne and Libby return to America. There are a lot of moody shots showing everyone being sad. After realizing his priorities, Henry withdraws from the election and breaks off his engagement. While Daphne and Libby are working at a wedding, Henry shows up to tell Daphne he loves her, and they finally have a father-daughter dance. Henry and Libby kiss, and Ian shows up, too. They did. They wrapped it up real quick. Um... For me, uh, but I know it's like it. The end, I loved. I, I like. I at this point, I'm into Ian. I'm, I'm into uh, Daphne, and like she's like willing to. Maybe I should try this other identity on. Maybe there, and it's like I could give me another forty five minutes of her trying that on and trying to make it work. Um, but you know, it's a teen movie, and we got to condense it. But I, I did think they had legitimately built a a nice a nice plot setup with yeah 
with he's calling her out on something that's got to be so hard to do for him and like now you know who she is so you're gonna understand how she takes that and how crushing that's gonna be for her um and it really is like a bummer that like sad montage does not fail it is it's sad (laughs) yeah Um, honestly i was more affected by it than i thought um, upon just reading the blurb, Jane, like I knew it was coming, and yet I was still like, "Oh, they all look, they all look like, so sad." <laughs> your dad doesn't like you the way you are. Like, what? How more crushing could that be? Like, I, your dad needs you to change. That's like the yeah. ultimate. Like, you're not enough, and that's the whole reason she went on this was to kind of like, an- you know, answer like, "Who are you in my life?" And like, oh, the answer is like, you know, not not what I thought maybe we had. And then when, when he comes back, I, I got, I did, I got a little, you know, as a, as, especially as a dad, it's like the, such yeah. a touching moment. And that like, yes, it's a little weird that he brings Ian. It's like, and there's a present to you, <laughs> uh, something for your burgeoning sexuality. Um, <laughs> but then it's like at the father daughter dance that's like fairy tale for me like that's as fairy tale yeah. as it gets it he's able to be there right at that moment that the mom happened you know of course she's still working it and that she i like that they didn't have this like the mom's got to immediately come in and like that the mom watches that relationship happen and there's something really really beautiful about that i have nothing funny to say about that moment i just thought it was so lovely the way she plays yeah. it and she's just watching this thing that she you know kind of held out hope for she had that photo album you know and like kept these things and what a what a turn of events i will say if this happened at my wedding <laughs> i i'm trying hard to be kind i'm trying hard to be kind it's just they're they're in the middle of the dance floor there there is a boat like showing up randomly at what looks to be like a private spot on the shore um the wedding singer decides not to sing the song and then it it sounds like another one of the vocalists takes over for her but i was i was a little bit i was like you guys could you know get get over to the side a little bit yeah this could have yeah it could have been a little bit more of a a private moment i'm just i'm just thinking i'm just you're just thinking of your choreographed your your how many four (laughs) choreographed dances you did at your wedding if someone was like (laughs) doing this i did did a classic youtube worthy um choreographed father-daughter dance my dad my dad is a huge goofball and he loves it and Isa, really uh, dad is and, is hot. Actually, she's uh, been she's been, ah! she's been acting like it's not true, but um, I don't like that. Um, sorry, I will say there is always like something terrifying about like evil woman might trap you in a room so you can't get your dad and mom back together. Like it's so it's so parent trap. It's there's always like villain women like this where you have no idea why the guy's dating them, um, but their mission in life is just to be evil and like it resorts to them like it resorts to shenanigans right like not the way like people that age can be evil to you in real life would which would just be like way more boring but it's always like they're gonna put you in a room or something like that um and it it left me kind of sad that she didn't like i don't know like hit clarissa or something like i was just like there needs to be like this is so scary for her i it was chaotic yeah um it does raise the question and and this is something that's true in so many movies of like 
if Henry is this great guy, why would he ever be in a relationship with Glynis? And yeah, there's no they they're all dropped in like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I tried to convince myself just because he's sort of performing this like uh, politician and like maybe Glynis can be nicer when we see when we are not seeing her. But still, you kind of have to just like believe that. I do think that her calling Libby Lubby accidentally is really, really, <laughs> really, really funny. Um, <laughs> and I also think the, the ending, as weird as it is to imagine Henry and Ian sitting next to each other on a plane for eight hours like coming over uh so sweet i think what you were trying to say is that you teared up i definitely teared up yeah and yeah i i loved it and and then libby and henry like really make out like really make out yeah which is like again that's uh colin firth like if you have that chance like you're gonna take it (laughs) you have to well, and he get he gets to hit Jonathan Price. It does, oh, I get yeah. women women don't hit other women in movies until like maybe like oh nine oh eight oh nine. So like, yeah, he does get to punch Jonathan Price, which is fun. Yeah, but we yeah, I the Constitution uh, yeah. for that for that one. Oh nine. Yeah. I, I I do yeah. I I do like that they're like yeah this whole time my my mom never hooked up with anyone else for seventeen years. Poor woman. And, and- this has literally nothing to do with the movie other than it was a part in the movie. So I feel like we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> she has that serving platter. I don't know if you remember. It's like that wedding starts with like a shot of her. She's like working on her college application it's like on her like serving tray. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. But also like the lady comes over and is like, don't worry, I'll cover for you. Like, <laughs> What are you fucking kidding me? If this, if we're pooling tips, if we're all working for the same money, what one, what the absolute fuck do you think you're doing? There's so much work that still needs to happen, let alone it's like it's going to be all you're getting. That's why you put your college application on that dirty tray. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I was worried about. I think there was a, there was like a drink on it as well or something. Like it was between like two food items and i was like are you writing your essay or like are you like checking the box for like white like what oh, she's writing <laughs> the essay. absolutely <laughs> she had months to do that there's absolutely there, there's no excuse for that i like how she's like i did get into oxford like what can i say i was yeah. a legacy mm-hmm. admissions student <laughs> like, yeah the, <laughs> no yeah, but so i they, they sort of missed the like rock it. and roll mark when they hit but i was like oh okay yeah, we head on over to Oxford. Yeah, because they're trying to do, they're trying to give you all of it. They're trying to, you yeah. get the full London experience. You get to go to Oxford and you get to be cool and have a boyfriend with spiky hair and <sighs> sit in the garden at your Lord Father's thing, which by the way, do like. They, do they last? Oh, wait, what are you going to say? I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think any of this sort of like, what am I trying to say? Like all those people who have titles ever run for democratic office. Like but they're that's just the like, point. he's supposed to, why would different. I fucking want to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's but it's special. Like, what? He has like, Omicron. I already have money. Sugar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jane, should we, should we sum up? Yes. Okay. We've come to the end. We're going to answer three questions and Tom, you can go first. The first question is, is this movie good or bad? In its proper framing, this is a great movie. It is a teenage London fantasy fairy tale, and they nail it. It's a good movie. I agree, and it's hard because this is not a well-reviewed movie. And yeah, it's 
it's confusing to me and I just, I don't get it. And I think exactly what you said is like, I feel like you need to know what this movie's trying to do. And I feel like it's doing what it's trying to do really well. It's not going to get an Oscar. So why would you say it's terrible? I'm mad at the I'm mad at the critics. Right I now. agree. Anyway, I was good. very confused. I think it has a 35 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so which I, might I be lower than the space between us, which is an awful Unreal. movie. I came I came into this thinking like, oh, maybe it's worse than I remember, and I actually thought it was better than I remember. I do think maybe you could make the argument that this is a maybe a children's movie or yeah. like, yeah, and maybe that's how. But even for that, like, shouldn't it get a higher rating? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think it's good. Um, if anything, like, it's not maybe, like, you know, the kind of... M- maybe the, like, slapstick humor, yeah, is more for kids than teens. But, like, but I loved it. And I think it was... She's so good in it. And there's something about Amanda Bynes, like, staring, like, shocked. Or Amanda Bynes, like, with her cute little smile that is just so... it It's just so bottled up in its purest form and lasts forever and should last forever um okay the second question is do you like this movie i will probably (laughs) never watch this movie again but i liked that i watched it did i like the movie no um (laughs) as like a it's like a not a movie i thoroughly enjoyed but i felt like i got a really good glimpse into the universality of being a teenager and that this it's like that's what it feels like that's what it's that's the way you understand the world and for that almost like sort of a reference piece i could like it like that but i will not be re-watching this movie that's okay um i do need to correct myself the space between oh. us has a 16 percent on rotten tomatoes oh which God. is okay. well deserved um <laughs> i i do love this movie correction I really enjoy it. I can't, I honestly cannot believe that after having seen it so many times, I still enjoy it and I still get emotional thinking about it. And I really think it's all about Amanda Bynes. And this even goes, this sort of like confuses whether it's good and the question of like, is it good? Do you like it? Because it's, it's all on Amanda Bynes's performance. Like Mm. that's the movie. And so that's why I think it's good. And that's why I like it. I think I... I think I am starting to, you know, erase the obstacles I have had to um, really immersing myself in love for Amanda Bynes. So that's exciting. And we'll continue to monitor <laughs> that progress like throughout this, as well as the progress of um, my taste buds returning. Um, <laughs> I do think that I'm I'm just not into the like London fantasy, I think. Mm. Like, for example, um, when in Parent Trap, with Lindsay Lohan where um, one twin is in Napa and one twin is in London um, with the cool mom. Um, I always liked the twin montage where she got to go to Napa and like ride horses and like her dad is cool. Also a hot dad. Anyway. Um, hmm. um, <laughs> but I, 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 I liked, you know, restarting my relationship with Amanda Bynes. Will I watch this movie again? Probably not because Jane, I think she's the man is what for me, what this movie is for you so that's why i'm excited um the third question is what type of teen is this movie for oh yeah this movie is for that team that's right on the edge of making that leap into like deep teenhood right Mm -hmm. it's like i think 
this team is for someone who has aspirations to get to that kiss, that aspiration to like, I'm going to stand up, right? It's, it's for that team who just needs a little push of bravery and that you can, you don't have to feel a hundred percent confident to make a move um, in any, in any part of it. I think it's for that team who just needs a little push. Hmm. I think it's for a team that who has, not left the country yet and it's just mm. uh na- naive to to everything um i think they'd enjoy it a lot if they like the london fantasy i so i recently was on a zoom call with my extended family and i have a younger cousin who is about to turn 13 and her name is amanda um and i think she is from a uh she's from a family that her mom is like very much like the super put together, um, like very beautiful, like put together, prim and proper. Like she's great, but like yeah, I I can imagine perfection is like a high high um, standard in that household. And so I think this movie's for her because she can, you know, let loose a little bit, have fun, and know that you're gonna show up underdressed and still rock the fashion show. Mm. And also, her name is Amanda. I can't believe I didn't fucking. Like, say that, Jane. Like, she's about to be a teen. She's about to enter teenhood. If she found this podcast, I would probably be really distressed, actually. Okay, um, Tom, what are you watching these days that is not this? Um, what am I watching these days that is not this? Um, Navy SEAL old uh, TV documentary that the History Channel did. I'm, like, really (laughs) struggling with just like motivation to do anything so it started sure. with just like yeah this is this is why you don't want to work like this is how horrible this looks and now it's like i should have been a navy seal i should have <laughs> been a navy it's like i'm at that that this is where i'm at mentally is wow. just like being a 40 year old sort of regretting cool like oh <laughs> yeah i really didn't do anything did i so i mean i watch navy seal stuff hmm. navy seal <laughs> Okay. Um, I watched the entire first season of Grand Crew, which stars um, Nicole Byer, who I love, and Carl Tart, who I love. Unfortunately, I cannot recommend it in good faith. I think it's uh, really inconsistent. The first few episodes, we were like, oh, this is so fun and funny. And then they just spend a lot of time explaining characteristics rather than just like telling jokes. So uh, I'm, I, if it got a second season, I would I would probably check it out and see how they're doing. But yeah, is it about wine? They it, it's just they're like, like classic. Wine yeah, it's your classic sitcom setup, sort of like Friends or Happy Endings. Happy Endings being my like favorite ult- ultimate one. But they're the place where they hang out is a wine bar. Okay, and you're Jane. You're not like a wine person, right? No, is that right? not at all. Yeah, I don't think I am either. We're like an anti-wine pot. It, for me, it like really like um, explodes my Asian glow. So like I can't really have it. Um, anyway, I am, as I mentioned, I am watching the new season of Bridgerton. I am insulted. I did not get asked to be a stunt rider because there is a horse girl with dark hair and brown skin. And so I could have been her stunt rider. Um, I am probably like six inches shorter than her, but it <laughs> could have still been okay. Um, and I will say it's not as horny as the first season. And because of that, it's sort of less good garbage TV, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, they're being a little more serious. And I'm like, it's not like, it's not like, again, like, as we learned from Space Between Us, like, that's not what we want. 
Um, but I will watch it until the end because, you know, whatever. Um, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. She knows how to start a show. Does she know how to end a show? Maybe. Um, I just wanted to thank Tom for watching a movie that he had no choice in choosing, in, in deciding to watch. And um, for embarking upon a journey to get to know Amanda Bynes. It, I can't say thank you enough. That's the real gift of this. It's like I, I, I had no, I couldn't pick Amanda Bynes out of a lineup before this movie, and I fell in love with her as, like, like you said, it's just it's perfectly distilled into this like pure form of like, here's a teenager for you. Here's like a wholesome teenager, and it's authentic, and it's it, yeah. I, I am yeah. so thankful that I watched this movie and. You guys, uh, again, this is, uh, it's just so fun to, this is a great setup and thank you for um, making me watch a uh, 2003 teen comedy. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I shot a, a short comedy film with uh, Max Knobloch and my good friend Tom Condolis called uh, Again Sometime. We just uh, finished that and so we're going to be submitting to to festivals and uh, trying to promote that uh online um yeah um twitter that tom white um that's it congratulations thank um, you so much it was a, it was a lot of work and i'm really really proud of it that's Very exciting cool. i i'm curious like you know what equivalent you know since you have a daughter like what equivalent will this generation have of like someone like Amanda Bynes to watch content by at like the age of like 12-ish. Like that's, does that exist? Like, is there an equivalent, Jane? Well, I'm thinking of the Camilla Cabello Cinderella, which I haven't seen and oh, I don't God. think I'll see. But but obviously she's gonna, that's not the right age, but they are yeah, still yeah. making kind of this type of movie. But not like comedy, right? Uh, a, I don't know. It's Tom. a dying art form. This, yeah. this kind of movie, I feel like, no more know, teens doing comedy isn't like the new like fresh prince like remake is like a drama yeah, yeah it's I, t- I didn't know there was a new fresh prince remake oh yeah it's like oh, very HBO. um it's like dark yeah <laughs> not dark but like i don't know what to say like um prestige tv kind of mm-hmm. um okay yeah um yeah maybe you know maybe we just have to send your daughter the amanda Bynes movies that we will be covering but thank you so much um and jane would you like to talk about our upcoming movie it is she's the man very exciting um with another exciting guest um and jane have you is this one that you've also like gotten to know very well yes (laughs) were you a soccer team i can't remember no i hate contact sports i'm so scared of them like i don't like running into people i don't like i don't like when people come close to me with like a ball i don't know I mean, it's fair. I, I, I just, I guess I meant like aspirationally. Not at all. Because like, I, I just, like all, like everything I just said applies. The biggest meltdown in my life. I didn't know what, what a goalie was supposed to do playing little kid <laughs> soccer. And I stopped the ball and I just roll it out in front of me. And I keep kicking it at me. And I just literally curl up in a ball and start crying. It's the last day I played soccer. I, I relate. Oh, that's, that's my heart. Yeah. Don't bump into me, please. It'll be great. It'll be, be great. Nice to be here. I think it'll be good. I think we'll, you know, we'll all learn. That was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. 
We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with an Amanda Bynes loving friend. And with an Amanda Bynes loving teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you want to know what movies we're doing. Um, if you want to tell us if you have your own Amanda Bynes preferences or relationships, uh, patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. The bleachers. <laughs>